You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And on today's episode, I kind of want to ask you some questions. Okay. Easter's right around the corner. Right, at the time of the recording. At the time of this recording. And I don't know about you, but every time I open social media, I'm just bombarded with like ads and, and and things for churches. You are, know, you gonna, you, are you going to ask me if I want to do some sponsored advertising to make some profit? No, you and I have already had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep seeing ads, and it's usually the pastor or the pastor and his wife or whatever. And what's weird is I'm getting ads from, like, all over the country. Like, apparently my phone thinks I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> right, okay. But a lot of these ads are just kind of, I don't know, something feels something feels off. Let me Hold on, let me guess. So they go like this, because I'm getting them, too. A lot of them, different things. It, it's either like... Um, a guy sitting in a chair just being really honest and forthright. Or it's like the whole, here's a whole bunch of pictures. But the narrator says something like this. The narrator says, are you feeling stressed? Or is your life out of control? Or do you have a burden in your life? Do you just feel like you've got anxiety and life's got you down? Maybe you should try coming to church. Right. right? Because we like won't I'm... put a burden on you. We, <laughs> you. Your stress will all be, you'll have life in focus. Join Here's our church. It. Join our it, church. It right? just, I keep waiting for the transition to like, you need to try a Marisol or whatever. Right. Some prescription <laughs> drug or like a self-help but book. Or They feel like this, right? Feels, is that weird? Is it no, just me? No, it's the soft prosperity gospel. Right, it's soft it's, prosperity. Well, I know you're familiar with the prosperity gospel. We've talked. Is there about hard and soft and yeah, regular? Like what? yes. So <laughs> like the, easy. Okay, so like the the prosperity gospel. Most people know this. There's movies. People talk I fell about into it. that trap. If you believe this, then you're going to be healthy and wealthy. And yeah. what am I missing? Healthy, wealthy, and wise. I don't wise, know. Just awesome. like yeah. I mean, you can have a jet and whatever. The, every, and, look at me. These guys yeah. have. So we're aware of how that works, right? You don't we're, have money because you don't give money. You yeah. And so you do these things and you get all this stuff. Right. But the problem is there's sort of a soft sell on that too. And it, it's – so it might not be money in the American dream and riches and whatever. But sure. it's it's a soft sell that Jesus deals with chiefly, primarily this life so you can be happy, so that you can have your best life now, so that you don't have these problems. And so the whole purpose of Jesus in this cell – is to help get your life all in order here. And then what's missing is the fact that the Jesus' primary mission is to seek and save the lost, that he's died for our sins. And then so some of those some of those things can come alongside and be there that maybe your anxiety does go away because maybe you don't have to worry about your future, your various things. Maybe you deal, still do have some anxiety. Maybe well, you still have problems. I mean... Well, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that God has plans for my life. And your cup says, I can do all things through verses taken out of context. So where are we at now? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, though, doesn't God's plan for my life, isn't that what's best for me? And No, God's plan for your life is what's best for him. Oh. Right. Okay. So, okay, so let's go to Job. Okay, so I, sure. my wife and I are studying Job. It's <laughs> outstanding study we're going through. Christopher Ash has written a good commentary on it, two of them, actually. Uh, but anyway... Um, Job went through all he went through for the purpose of God teaching Satan a lesson and God showing his glory to Satan. Okay. Right? He did yeah. not go through everything he went through. He did not have to deal with all of that because of what he did. Now, he has times where he's now starting to grumble and be frustrated. His friends are all selling him weird pitches. This guy with karma, this guy with the, you know, prosperity gospel, this guy with this thing, this guy with that thing. But 
sometimes we go, oh, well, you must be going through this either because you sinned and God wants you to repent, or you're going through this year of your life or this season of your life, this thing is happening so that God can teach you a lesson. No, and that might be true. Okay, both of those things could be true. But let's not forget that sometimes we go through things because God maybe is teaching somebody else a lesson. God is showing his glory. God, so all things work together for the good, right, of those who love him. And the good is for God's good, not our happiness. Okay. But so come to church and you can be happy, opposed to come to church and you can find uh, justification to stand before God because Christ died for your sins. And now in your sanctification, some of those things might be made better for you, but at the ultimate end, your heart is transformed to have love for God above all else, and and you're going to find life eternal with the Lord, right? And a reward right. is the Lord, not your anxiety going away. Yeah, but I, I understand prosperity gospel and all that, and I think everyone understands that, but isn't Jesus the cure for my anxiety, my stress, my... My fear, no, my worry. Jesus is the cure for your condemnation and curse under the, the weight of your own sin, right? Jesus is the intermediary by going to the cross in your place to die for your sin, okay? So when that gets rectified, you can pray and ask God to lift things, but Paul had a thorn in his side, Okay. right? Now, I don't think he had like some actual thorn physical. He had some issue, whether he had issues with humility or whether he had issues where he couldn't see or whether he had issues with somebody i don't know there's all sorts of debate sure god didn't necessarily take all that away from him it was there to humble him and work with him okay. so maybe some of these things are yours to bear for the glory of god and how you work through them helps so i have a personality that might be more uh you know it might be leaning one way or the other someone might have a more melancholy personality and they don't tend to see um, the world the way some other bubbly person, right. whatever. that that Both of those things can be used mightily for the glory of God, and we work through them, and we surrender ourselves to God regardless of our personalities, right. regardless of our difficulties. We live for God rather than live for ourselves. And so the, the reason this is a soft prosperity gospel is because the ultimate goal and the ultimate pitch in these things you're seeing is to build your own kingdom, right? Right. Well, I guess... I guess I just struggle because at the core, these things sound good. Okay, the Bible okay. says, don't worry. Okay, and this guy's saying, let's say, come to church and okay, go Let's say I said, hey, man, I, I, uh, I see that you're smoking. Well, what you need to do is pray and ask God to help you quit smoking, which is true. God can help you quit smoking. But then when you just turn around and say, because God's purpose in this life is to help you with your addictions. Is that God's purpose for you? Is that Jesus' reason for existence for you to help you stop smoking? Or to help you not be smoking in the eternal fires of Gehenna. You know, like, sure. I didn't mean to go there, but I went there. I understand, <laughs> I understand what, you're laying, what, you're, what you're saying there. but All I'm know. getting at is, is, okay, so let's go to the Bible, right? Um, this is the message we preach. Let me think. There's a few places. Uh, the message of reconciliation. Be reconciled to God. Repent sure. and believe. Think about Peter and his sermon in Acts chapter 2. And he's like... Um, you killed Jesus, and you know, he, repent and believe. Repent, turn to the Lord. I'm actually thinking in Romans, uh, Romans nine, isn't that at the end of Romans nine? This is the message. Uh, give me one sec. I'm still going there. Um, is, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Let's see. If, 
I was I was looking at Second Corinthians as far as like reconciliation. Okay, so read that. So, when it doesn't say this is so, the message, this is what we preach. Isn't that the terms? This is the message we share, right? So Second Corinthians five twenty says, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making His appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, and He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, so. That's similar to this. Listen, so I found it. This is Romans 10. I said Romans 9. It's Romans 10. Um, let me see where to start here. Uh, man, it's a long paragraph. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Since this is verse 4 now. Let's see. It's 4. Verse 5. Since Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the law, the one who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart, who will go down to heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down to the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. The reason I share all this is because it's context. He's talking about the lost Israelites and, and the message we share. And then verse 8. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith we proclaim. Verse 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus right. is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be happy in this life. <laughs> you will not have anxiety. You will not feel the... No, it says you will be saved. And then it goes on, uh, one believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For everyone, for the excuse me, for the scriptures say, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame, since there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. So now right. you've called on him, you have salvation. You're going to be blessed, but maybe not in the way you expect. All for the glory of God. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We're not talking about salvation from anxiety. We're talking about salvation from the judgment, the curse of eternal damnation right. and no one wants to talk about that so these commercials that we see they're trying to get people to show up at church right and and you know what that's a good thing right come to sure. church on easter come to church that's a good thing so let's not let's not bash on that we want to see people come to church they're putting it out there they're spending money on it i don't know if when people come to church i mean it might feel a little bait and switchy but sure. they actually what are they, hearing? they proclaim the gospel or they just proclaim this is a good place for community this is a good place where you can find happiness this is a good place where you can find friends Right? If we're going to church for friends and happiness and activities and programming, and we miss the whole point that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, that there's a message of reconciliation, that we should have our minds turned from the ways of this world and turn to the things of God, that we should give ourselves to him, die to self, live for Christ. If we miss all that, great. We have a good, you know, we have a good 70 years and then eternity in the wrong places. Well, I think a lot of people do go to church for their friends. That's yeah. where they see their friends. It's where they hang out. It's kind of their social club. Which is okay. Secondary. Sure. But okay. But I think some of these commercials we're talking about, or the soft prosperity pitch, is making yeah. those things primary. And then maybe do they ever even talk about... I mean, are, right. are these churches that will not talk about... Hard stuff. Hell? Yeah. Sin? Uh unrighteousness righteousness are they will they not call people to repentance and that would be sad that you'd love people right into an eternity without god it's hard because some of these churches you know i clicked on the link and i'm checking out the church and you know you watch a sermon and sometimes these feel more like a glorified ted talk or kind of a self-help thing well some churches you treat know? it like that three three good songs get your heart rocking in a ted talk yeah is that what we're is that what we're doing when we i mean maybe but 
It's not what I want to do. I want to encounter the living God, worship Him, yeah. hear from His Word. Here's the thing. If you go to church on a regular basis and you don't ever feel the sting of the preached Word, ever, you don't ever feel like there's right. something you should change, what are yeah. you hearing? Are you, something for itchy ears, making you feel good about yourself? Sure. It's all encouragement with nothing? I don't have to change anything about my life? I'm perfect? Right. It's helpful to go, man, here, oh, I needed to hear that, but I didn't want to hear it. Which there is encouraging things in the Bible, right? I Certainly. Mean, there's, there's some encouragement here. There's some. Okay, so the flip side of that. If you go to the church, if you go to church and all you ever hear is judgment, damnation, you're right. totally evil and wicked and horrible. I mean, well, that's I not don't good. want that either. That's not good either. <laughs> we want the whole counsel of God. Sure. The whole counsel of God in every sermon should be, man, I needed to hear this. Yeah. Man, there's something maybe for me to think or do, or maybe my mind needs to make a conversion, or I need to go a 180 or a repentance. My heart is in the wrong place. But also, wow, here's encouragement from the Lord that he would speak to me and help me. And that, you do that every single week, and you eat a healthy diet of God's word, and then some of those other things might start to fade away. But I can't make any promises they will. Right. Right? My epilepsy isn't going to go away because well, I know Jesus. And, or and, my and, high blood pressure isn't going to go away because I know Jesus. And that's the problem I had with the prosperity gospel. You know, I, I didn't just, like, wake up in the prosperity gospel. You kind of, like, it just slowly starts to infiltrate your life. Teaching starts to go, oh, yeah, man, that sounds and, right. That sounds I, good. <laughs> I remember struggling because my grandpa got really sick, and I want I didn't want him to be sick. Like, he had cancer. I wanted him to live. And I remember this evangelist, like, praying with me and saying, just go pray for your grandpa, and he'll be all right. And let me guess. If you have enough faith, right. if you, it's all on you, if so, you have enough faith, he will live. Right. Which the Bible says nowhere, except for... <laughs> Job's friends who tell Job these sorts of things and that, wrong. And, that, and that's the prosperity gospel. I think we can all can kind of look at that and go, yeah, that's messed up. But I think the more that we talk about it, what we don't realize is um, the soft prosperity gospel, you call it? Yeah. Soft prosperity. That's not mine. Is, Somebody else coined that. Well, it's, it's just, helpful. It's the, it, it leads very quickly into that, right? Yeah. So on the surface, it, it doesn't sound terrible. Like, sure, God doesn't want me to be anxious or worry or have stress. Right. But it kind of like almost opens the door well, to the rest. And the other thing, so that's a major, that's a major risk, is if the teaching isn't right up front, being truly honest, like you might have anxiety the rest of your life, right? Right. If it's not honest, or you might feel this burden in life, or whatever, stress, or maybe your kids drive you crazy, or sure. you're smoking. I think R.C. Sproul smoked for a long time, and it took him for it was like really hard for him to quit. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like, now that I know Jesus, bing, I don't smoke sure. anymore, right? I mean, um, but uh, I think what happens is if you th expect, if your expectations are, I'm in this for me, I'm in this for my life to be really good, and then something doesn't go well in your life, you're like, I mean, Job, right? Job's a right. good example. Or, or these guys who are persecuted in horrible ways uh, in, in the New Testament or even today, then you say, well, God must not be for me. Right. No, no, no. We're supposed to right. be for God, and that—that's what I and mean. I, that's that soft prosperity. Now you, now you're like, well, I'm going to deconstruct my faith, and I didn't get out the of first this time what anything, I wanted to right. have it. So when you don't get accepted to the college you want to go to, or the job doesn't come through, all God of a sudden, does not love right? Me. All of a sudden, God doesn't exist. God's hatred, and then you start to create your own version of who God is versus looking at who the biblical God is. Right. And and I think so. I don't know about any of these advertisements we're seeing, but. The, the kind of subtle assumption is you can come here and we're not going to put the burdens of like right. that stuff on you. Right. We just want you here. You're going to be happy here. We got right. good music here. Right. Oh, man, good donuts, good company, good right. friendship. And you know what? We're for our community. We want to see right. our community better. But they right. never talk about the eternal ramifications Which, of heaven. 
which is glorious and wonderful, or the eternal ramifications of hell, or the glory of God, right? right. Which, when I had my Bible open to 2 Corinthians, I was reminded of 2 Corinthians 7.10 that says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but worldly grief produces death. Yes. So, there's a difference between the grief we have over our own sin, because we're convicted, versus the grief and anxiety we have because we're putting our hope into our home or our bank account or right. well, it's things funny. in the world. It's funny, too, because you kind of look and you go, okay, what would be... What would be the best way, if you're just thinking this, okay, I, sure. we're working on, maybe we're church planters, or we're a church planting network, or yeah. we're just a big church, we want people to come, or what do they want to subscribe, or whatever, right? So we pay for an advertisement, right. and and you kind of have two ways to go here. Well, what's the, what's the common best practices of the advertising community? You have a problem, a sensed right. felt need, your dishes right. don't smell lemony enough, right. your teeth aren't white enough, you have a problem, and I want to exacerbate that a little bit, I want to really, I want to really want to hit that problem, and then I want to turn around and I want to give you the solution to the problem. Now, here's the difference between how the, the New Testament preachers yeah. dealt with that, and I would say the soft prosperity gospel advertisers, they're kind of going with the way of the world, the, the soft well, let's start with the New Testament preachers. They don't beat around the bush. You do have a problem, right? right? You have a problem. Sure. You killed Jesus. You have a sin problem. Uh, they share it in such a way God should work, Holy Spirit works in the lives of people, and they go, what should we do? They're cut to the heart. Yeah. What must I do to be saved? You know, the, the, the jailer is going to kill himself, and they're like, oh, don't kill yourself. Like, We have a problem, okay? They don't, they don't sugarcoat it. They don't hide it. There's a real problem. Right. But... Then from there, they say Jesus is the solution. You right. need Jesus, and they don't. Right. They don't say, you know, they don't say I have the solution. Uh, here's six easy steps. Uh, give money. Here's the church. They say Jesus right. died for. You. So they preach the gospel. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is the solution to your big overarching problem. They don't start with the little problems. They start with the biggest problem. But if you go to, say, the prosperity gospel advertisement, the soft prosperity gospel right. advertisement, let's not hit the biggest problem. That's too heavy. Sure. Uh, let's hit some problems that we can fix. So you have a problem. You don't have friends. We can fix that. You can meet friends here. Right. You have a problem. You feel the burdens and pressures of the world around you. We can fix that. We won't put any burdens and pressures on you. There's no burden on you here. We, we right. You feel the problem that maybe you don't feel accepted in this world. Well, don't worry. We're going to accept you regardless of anything, and we're not going to ask you to change. All of it has this we, I, I have all the answers. Yeah. Instead of that faithful push to say, I can't help you, but Jesus can. Yeah. Right? And so what we're doing is point. kind of subtly saying our kingdom's going to help you, not God's kingdom. Oh, we might be able to, but no, Jesus. And so the hard part, though, is in this world, if you say, I'm going to pay for an advertisement, right? and uh, I'm going to tell people they have a really big problem that's going to be offensive to their soul, and then I'm going to tell them Jesus is the only answer, they're going to go, well, I don't like Jesus. And right. then the problem is we go, well, now are people going to come to our church if we say that? Right. We better not say that. We want so they, they just turn it off. people to come to our church, right? right? And so the question then is, what's the most faithful thing to do? Right. Right? I like, mean, To God's word? To, to right. God. Like, what, like, is the goal to fill the church or is the goal to proclaim the gospel and let God deal with the results? Yeah. A lot of people would say the goal is to fill the church. And maybe someday, maybe hopefully they'll hear the gospel. Right. Maybe their life will change in some way. And I, and I don't know if that's what all these people that are advertising are doing. Maybe they show up and they just, you know. Right. But, but the point is, church today, 
and, and those in the church have two choices. Am I going to be faithful to what's here? You don't have to be a jerk about it. Right. But am I going to be honest about it? No, I mean, you've preached some really convicting texts over the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. But I didn't feel like you were a jerk about it. I hope not, but <laughs> but I have to be. And they weren't easy. I wasn't going, man, I can't wait to preach this. Right. You weren't like throwing the hammer down. I didn't want to run away from it either, though. I mean, we're going through Romans 9. Like, I, how do you, I don't want to run right. away from this. I have to be... I have to be honest or I'm going to stand before God and they're going to go, why did you do that? Why did you... Okay, I gave you this huge text about, you know, the eternal souls of people and all this stuff, and you went ahead and, and turned it into three reasons why, um, right. you know, you shouldn't binge watch Netflix. You know, like, I mean, seriously. Well, and at the end of the day, how are those lives ever changed? Because I feel like if I come there, it might feel good for a minute, right? Like yeah. scratching an itch. Yeah. But if I keep scratching and keep scratching, eventually it gets infected. Uh, yeah. You know. And, and again, I don't want to be picking on these people that are making an effort, but it is, you do get that feeling. Right. I mean, I saw one advertisement. Quick and fix. It, it was all just, it's like, come to our church. And all they kept showing was like, was like the music. They're playing yeah. some music. They don't even say anything. They don't right. say what they believe. They don't say anything. Right. This is, it feels good. You're going to want to yeah. come to this. And I'm like, wait a minute. What am I coming to? Right. What is this well, that, you're, that you're wanting me to attend? I mean, more power to them that they want people to come, but you just kind of look at that and go, what am I going to get when I go there? I understand right? what you're saying. I mean, it, we should go to church for friends. We should go to church for fellowship, for encouragement, for prayer. But the, you're right. Those do have to be secondary to the gospel. And I think that's the key. Yeah. The soft prosperity gospel puts those things primary. Yeah. And the gospel itself puts the salvation, the remedy for the right. curse, justification Long-term before fix. God, all rooted in Jesus <laughs> Christ. All for the sake of eternity. All for, that's all primary. Right. Then everything else trickles out of that. Right. I think that's the big difference here. Interesting. Well, Does that help you make sense. Yeah, of it, right? I, I, I'm just glad I wasn't alone. Like I felt like something was off. I couldn't really identify it. It just, you know what I mean. Something felt weird. Right. So talking this out has been helpful. Hey, so let's do this. If you're listening and uh, you have questions about those kind of ads, you want to talk about the soft prosperity gospel, uh, you can reach out to us. Go to saltybeliever.com. Click the contact us. There's a little forum box you can fill out. Love to just hear your encounters with this. Or maybe you disagree. Maybe you're like, no way. Uh, Jesus is all about We want to hear from you. So saltybeliever.com is a place to do that. Did that answer your question? I think so. All right, good. Did we we cover it? I hope so. No, that was good. By the way, have we invited anybody to our church? For Easter? For anything. Okay, so if you're listening, you live in the Bountiful, Layton, Farmington, Kaysville, North Salt Lake, yeah. Salt Lake, Davis West, County, Davis County, Salt Lake. If you live anywhere around uh, us in Utah, we want to encourage that you would come and worship the Lord with us, yeah. where you'll hear the reading of the Word, you'll hear the the prayers and the Word prayed, the Word sung. You will hear preaching. I hope that will. Uh, not leave you feeling comfortable all the time. Right. You're encouraged and uh, convicted and maybe taught and trained and rebuked and sharpened. And, and I hope that uh, you will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you are a sinner, yeah. but Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross in your place so that you could be justified, so that your righteousness could be, uh, you don't have any righteousness, so Jesus' righteousness could be on you right. so that you could stand before the living God. And then in all of that, praise the Lord Maybe some other things will flow too. Right. Maybe your worry and your anxiety <laughs> will go away, not because it's a quick fix, but because the gospel changes lives, right. transforms hearts. I, I don't think anybody's going to like really, well, I don't know. God does crazy things. Oh, that's the church I want to go to. Well, there you go. Well, this has been a random topic, but I think it's been a great conversation. Until next time.
for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.